Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. Hebrews chapter 1, we're studying the subject of redemption. Now, this is when it starts getting good, so I make no promises. What do you mean getting good? Well, you must understand, we, stu- we started in creation, we've come up through the you know, we've come up through through Abraham, through Moses, through Israel, through all the different, what you would call types and shadows. But you have to understand the types and shadows are not designed to fit into your heart. It's the real thing. You have the real thing. You don't have a type or a shadow like they had in the old covenant. You have the real thing. You have the light. You have the life. You have the way, the truth, the life. You have Jesus. Yeah. Amen. So once we get in to the study of redemption and what God has done for us in Christ, who we, uh, uh, who we are, what we have, what we can do in Christ, it'll begin to make inroads into your spirit, man, and into your soul if you let it, by your own choice. If it is something that you grasp. Now, let me, let me just say something. And you know, I, I, I try my best not, not to let the enemy uh, make my strengths my weaknesses. You say, why is that? Well, because I came out, I, I came out of a lot. I, I mean a whole lot. Uh, much, much more than any of you could ever imagine I came out of. And uh, uh, so sometimes I, I think I'm a little quick to judge people that don't come out or hadn't came out or struggle coming out of the past, of, of the things in their life that, 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 that bind you and keep you back. So I, I, I've done my best, especially here in the last five or six years, to just let people be people. And you know, that's not easy either because everybody's coming up judging everybody else. Well, you need to do something about this person. You need to do And I'm just like, no, nah, I ain't going to do something about anybody. No. No more. No more doing stuff about people. Because really there's only one project that interests me, and that's me. You say, that sounds selfish. Well, it may be a little selfish, but here's the thing. I can only help people to the extent that I'm helped. And we're called to love one another and to cover one another with love in the last days. So, you know, these redemptive truths, the Bible says as Jesus expands on the inside of us, which is the revelation or the knowledge of him, then that nature of love, that nature of forgiveness, everything that is the nature of Christ himself, who we are in Christ, what we have in Christ, what we can do in Christ, becomes the reality of how we live. Amen? And we don't get out of balance. We don't get so far on, far over on the authority side that we get legalistic. And we don't get so far over on the grace side that we get greasy. Yeah. I mean, know what that means? <laughs> to get a little greasy, amen. You ever been a little greasy? Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> Praise God. That means you don't slip back in, you know, slip back in. <laughs> amen. So thank God we can teach on. Now, we've come up to the place, you know, we taught on the incarnation. We taught on the anointing. Aren't those great subjects? They're all relevant to us. Amen? And then now, I want to, you know, here, this really begins a time in which you can really hear some information that will thrill your heart or thrill your soul. And that is beginning to study the earth ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the reason studying the earth ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ is so thrilling is because that it is the imprint of God upon humanity. God came to the earth. I don't know if that impresses you. 
and it used, not, used to not impress me near as much as it does now that God came to the earth. Now, it really doesn't matter what your concept of God is or, you know, people think, oh, Muhammad or Buddha. No, 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 no. You've got to understand this, this, this entity, this being, this creator, this redeemer came to the earth, came to the earth in the person of his word. Now, see, we, are, we try to grasp that with a Quit trying to grab that with the hand of your mind because you're not going to get a hold of it. That's spiritual information. Some of the things that you hear in redemptive teaching. If you try to figure it out with your little old peanut brain, all you're going to do is just be sitting there going, well, how does that, that don't make no sense. Well, whether or not you can figure it, figure it out or not is not the issue. It's whether or not you can believe it. And you can only believe it if you're exposed to it. And you can only get exposed to it by sitting there and allowing the Word of God to work on your spirit, man, line upon line, precept upon precept, as it builds the reality of your identity in Christ into you and you see yourself in Him. Healed, delivered, set free. Salvation is your identity. You are in Him. Christ in you, the hope of glory. People always have great needs, but see, here's the thing. When we begin to realize what God has done for us in Christ, who we are in Christ, and what we can do in Christ, we begin to realize, well, the answer don't really lie in us begging God to do something for us. The answer really lies in us just growing up into the things of God, maturing and outgrowing. Much of that which the enemy would try to torment us with. And for the other problems of life, God has given us the power of his word, the power of the Holy Ghost, the power of his name? Tell me what can withstand that. What can stand against that? Now, you're there in Hebrews chapter 1. Real quick, I'm going to read Acts 10, 38. Then I'll be with you in Hebrews. Uh, verse 34 of Acts chapter 10. You don't have to go there. Then Peter opened his mouth. He's speaking at Cornelius' house. A Gentile who was believing God for, for something greater, for a stirring, for a move of God, for an outpouring. Uh, he probably doesn't even know what he was believing for. He just knew there was more. You ever felt like that? There's more. Everybody say, there's more. Because whether you feel like that or not, there, there is more. Amen? So he's, God, just set, God just set him up. That's what he does for people who, who seek. We have some seekers in here. He'll set you up. So, so he set him up. And here comes Peter. Here comes the, the premier apostle. He opened his mouth, said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him, the word which God sent unto the children of Israel, the word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ is Lord of all. That word, that rhema, I say. Now so listen, listen, this is a redemptive law you must understand. There's no power in your life in any word you do not speak. Well, Pastor, I believe it in my heart. You better start saying it with your mouth. I said, you better start saying it with your mouth and say it with your mouth and say it. We said in prayer, the, we have this new gang sign for Island Church. This is our Island Church gang sign. What is it? Let me see if I can do it. It's, this is our gang sign. So when everybody sees that, that's Island Church. Uh, however you want to do it doesn't matter but that's our gang sign so Lee and I we were watching TV the other night and some friends of ours came on, te came on teaching the word of God you know 
And so they were talking about that they had done this outreach with this guy who's a Christian rapper. And so uh, uh, the friend of ours was teaching on Mark eleven twenty three: Whosoever shall uh, believe in the heart, uh, uh, whosoever shall say unto the mountain, uh, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, shall believe in those things which I say, shall come to pass, shall have whatsoever they say it. Whosoever can have whatsoever. Says three times to say and one time to believe. Did you get it? So, notice what it says. Now Peter's in this, in this situation, so he's what? He is saying, this rhema I have, this word, and he was with Jesus. Can I do that, Lord? I'll do it by your permission. Okay. He was with Jesus. You got that? You say, what do you mean by that? He says later, years later, when he writes to the church, I was with him on the Mount of Transfiguration. I was with him when he transformed and Moses and Elijah appeared. I was, I was, listen, I experienced the ultimate experience of the glory of God on the earth that a man can experience. But we have a more sure word of prophecy than any experience anyone has ever had, which is the word of our faith. Woo! Glory to God. No wonder the devil doesn't want you speaking the word. So these redemptive truths are designed to be what? To be spoken. So here he is, he's preaching. He says, the word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word I say ye know, which was published throughout Judea, which began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Now notice, and we are witnesses are evidence producers of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews, now notice, and in Jerusalem, who they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and the dead. To him gave all the promises witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. <laughs> now you got to get this man they're sitting there now they're sitting Cornelius all his buddies are all sitting there Peter's here glory to God we had a vision God showed us Peter we went to get him he's here you think you think the hair isn't standing on the back of their necks and then he starts preaching this word this rhema he starts releasing this power they're sitting there and he kind of brings it to a conclusion Amen. He brings, that, he brings that to a conclusion by saying, to him gave all the prophets witness that through his name, 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 whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sin. Verse 44, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. Say, so where did he fall? On them that heard it. 
There's probably some listening. What's he doing? I don't know. Speaking in some funny tone, some funny language. Amen. So this, this, this information about this three and a half year existence of God upon the earth in an anointed form. Amen. You say, what you, why are you saying an anointed form? Because that's what, how he revealed the nature of his father. Now, are we in Hebrews chapter 1? The earth walk of the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Now, Hebrews chapter 1. Now, notice this. This is really good. This is good stuff. This is shouting. I hope you brought your shouting shoes on or whatever, whatever they are. Verse 1, God, who at sundry times and diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath. Now, notice the word hath. This is the first time. I'm going I'm to bring this out, and then we're going to mention this many times the next few weeks. Every redemptive truth is past tense. It's, you say, what, what difference does that make? That means it's a settled truth. David saw it way back in the day. He said, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. That means it's unchangeable. So you might as well just go ahead and accept it as, as the word of God. It's unchangeable. It's incorruptible. That means it doesn't get wear out. It doesn't wear it out. It doesn't get tired. It doesn't, there's no corruption to it. Amen. And it's a seed. That means it bears life. It bears life. So God in the past spoke in diverse manners unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days. Now the terminology last days depicts a period of time from the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in Jerusalem when the church began or, or, was, or was birthed in power, amen, up until the rapture of the church. That period of time is called the last days. Now, according to everything you look at in the Word of God, and we could get into to deep, uh, you know, uh, theological uh, rhetoric here, but according to many, many illustrations and types and shadows, we see more than likely this is a 2,000-year period. I would say more than likely it is a 2,000-year period. It is the 6,000th year of creation and in the 7th seventh, seventh dispensation or piece of time, that is called the rest of God. That's the rest of God. So we're living at the wrapping up or the culmination of a period of time in which we live under the umbrella of the acceptable year of the Lord a day of the mercy of God and the grace of God in manifestation in which the authority of God remains on the earth in the church. That's why it's important to be connected to the church and to determine what the church is. Well, that begs the question, what in the world is the church? Well, the church is Jesus. Amen? There in Acts chapter 9, when, when, when the apostle Paul, Saul of Tarsus, was struck down on the road to Damascus, 
Jesus said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest? He didn't say the church. He said, why persecutest thou me? So Jesus sees himself, the church he sees, it's himself. We are the church. We are the body of Christ on the earth. We encapsulate the authority. That's why the devil doesn't want you in the church. He'll do everything he can do to get you out of the church, especially a church that believes in the truths of God. Amen. You say, well, now why would that be a threat to the devil? Because those types of churches demonstrate the devil's defeat. Amen. Without coming under constant bombardment of needing, quote, ministry or deliverance themselves because they see themselves in Christ freed from all of that noise. The past, what the devil tries to do to our minds, see yourself in Christ. So the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ is God speaking to us. What does God say? What is God saying through Jesus? Not just through his words, but his deeds. Because only words and deeds establish truth. Jesus said, I am the way. Now listen, this is very important in redemptive truth. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. He didn't say, I'm going to show you the way. He didn't say, I'm going to tell you the truth. He didn't say, I'm going to give you the life. He said, I am, I am, I am. That ought to be a key right there. I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Get me, you get it all. You get it all. Now see, my, your mind reaches out and goes, what does that mean? Well, that's when you tell your mind to shut up. You say, I don't care what it means. I believe it. Amen. I mean, you people try to figure out, the, how can three be one? <laughs> Pastor Osteen, somebody challenged him one time when we were in Bible school, said, how can you believe? in anything you cannot see. He said, have you ever seen your brain, stupid? <laughs> That's the way Brother Osteen was, amen. He said, no. He said, do you believe you have one? He said, I'm kind of wondering right now if you do. So this beautiful tapestry of the glory of God Three and a half years, he steps out of that wilderness. He's empowered by the Spirit. He overcomes the devil and goes to a wedding feast and does a miracle. Turns water into wine. He said, you really believe he turned water into wine? Well, yeah, the Bible says he does. People always trying to explain away the miracles of God. I heard a guy say this one. He said, well, those wine barrels. Didn't say they put them in wine barrels. Put them in water pots. But that's what he said. Them wine barrels, they were full of the residue of wine over hundreds of years. And when they poured the water in there, it just automatically turned into wine. That's not what the Bible says. That's like the miracle of the, you know, the Red Sea party. They, they, the, 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 back during the, the, the Stokes trial, back when, you know, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, evolution was being tried in court, you know. Creation against evolution. Well, one guy was talking about the, the miracles of God and how they were all just, you know, coincidences in nature. Even the crossing of the Red Sea uh, was a phenomenon that took place with a full moon and a low tide that happened or no moon and a low tide or something that he said. And they just went across in a very marshy area in which the water was only about ankle deep. Well, some old Pentecostal preacher heard that and just started running around the church shouting. He said, my God, my God, it's a greater miracle than I thought. God drowned all the, armies of Israel, all the armies of Egypt in ankle deep water. My God, my God. Yeah. 
Be careful when you challenge the word, smarty pants. So all of this, and then, and then in Matthew chapter 8, he goes to a, to a, he's coming through an area and a leper comes to him. And he says it like this. He says, I know you can heal me, but I don't know if you will. And Jesus forever answered the healing question. He said, I will be thou whole. He's never taken that back. I, he's never, there's no scripture in the Bible. Well, Jesus, well, you know what I said to that leper, you know. You know, I'm anointed by the Holy Ghost, so I've been looking down through time, and I went down there to about 2022, and there's some knuckleheads living back then, so I'm going to take that back. He didn't say that. He said, I will. He's still the healer today. And then you can go through this, this parade of people who came as victims and left victorious after an encounter with the Word of God. He revealed the compassion of God and the mercy of God. A woman taken in the very act of adultery. Uh, the, the, the whole picture that, that, that is painted in that of a, of a, of a violent encounter and a, and a breaking into a very secret and private place and, and stealing people away involved in a, in a very immoral act. Could you imagine the shame of that? then dragging her out into the street and, and demanding, according to an ancient Levitical law, for her to be stoned to death in the middle of the street and a pile of stones piled upon her to testimony against her unrighteousness. You know what the law said? Stone her till she's dead and heap a great pile of stones. That's what the law said. But Jesus, what was he doing? He wasn't there to uphold or to enforce it he was there to complete it. And the, and the completion, now listen, this is so good. The completion of every law of God is completed in love. So what did Jesus do? He looked through the eyes of love. And what does love produce? The wisdom of God. And what did the wisdom of God say? Well, here's what we'll do, guys. You that is without, the, without sin... You get to throw the first stone. Step on up. Just one simple phrase. One simple phrase. And the mercy of God is revealed. And the compassion of God is revealed. And the wisdom of God is revealed. And then one of the great imprints that Jesus left on the earth is the ability of a human being to hear from God and for them to see through the eyes of God. Late in those three and a half years in a house of a nobleman, a woman comes, bows at his feet. And she's a woman of a very questionable reputation and begins to weep and wipe his feet and wash his feet with her tears and pour a very expensive anointing oil upon him, basically anointing him for his death. And as she wept, Jesus, being anointed by the Holy Ghost, picked up in the Spirit the hearts of evil men who questioned the morality of the woman instead of judging her by the act she was performing. And boy, Jesus set them straight. Number one, by giving her value. Jesus gives everyone value. Even, even the most wretched, even the most deplorable, Jesus gives you value. 
One of the great, great imprints of God upon the earth when Jesus walked three and a half years, everywhere Jesus went, he valued people. Let me tell you what he didn't like. He didn't like religion. He didn't like the manipulation of religion, how it manipulated people, it manipulated their minds. He didn't like false hope. Amen. He didn't like prejudice. He didn't like hate. He went out of his way to encounter a broken woman by a well who had been married five times and lived with a man outside the covenant of marriage. Someone that no other man of his statue and of his ethnic background would approach. And Jesus said, I must needs go to Samaria. You got, you got to see this. This is, this, is, this is God saying, this is me. This is me. This is me. How can you hang on to your past? How can you hang on to some little old something that, you know, people say, oh, you, th- this is, no, no. The, the, the redemption is a complete cleansing. A comp- but you've got to live in it. You've got to believe it. You've got to say it. You've got to walk in it. Listen to this. Listen to this in the, let me, let me finish it up. Oh, we still got a few minutes. Let me finish it up here in Hebrews. This is in the King James. Who being the brightness of his glory. Now this is speaking of Jesus. And the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Be made so much better than the angels as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Romans 8, 17 says that we are heirs and joiners with him. <laughs> well, we'll get it. We'll get, that's, that's previews of coming attractions. He said, I'm not giving to fits of excitement. Just hang on. We'll see. I said, we'll see. I know what's coming. Amplified. God having spoken to the fathers long ago in the voices and writings of the prophets in many separate revelations, each of which, with, each of which set forth a portion of the truth in, and in many ways, has in these last days spoken with finality to us in the person of one who is by his character and nature his son, namely Jesus whom he appointed heir and lawful owner of all things, through, also whom, through, through whom also he created the universe. Now listen to this. The universe, that is the universe as a space-time matter continuum. The sun is the radiance and the only expression of the glory of our awesome God, reflecting God's Shekinah glory, the light bearing the brilliance the brilliant light of the divine, the exact representation and perfect imprint of his father's essence and upholding and maintaining and propelling all things, the entire physical and spiritual universe by his powerful word, carrying the universe along to its predetermined goal when he had he himself and no other had by offering himself on the cross as a sacrifice for sin, accomplished our purification from sin and established our freedom from guilt. He sat down, listen, revealing his completed work at the right hand of the majesty on high, revealing his divine authority. All right, all right. 
Passion Bible. Throughout our history, God has spoken to our ancestors by His prophets in many different ways. The revelation He gave to them was only a fragment at a time, building one truth upon another. But to us living in these last days, the time between the outpouring of the Holy Ghost and the rapture of the church, God now speaks to us openly in the language of a son. You say, what does God speak? What language does God speak? God speaks Jesus. Don't listen with your peanut brain. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, listen with your heart what God is saying. Listen, listen. This is good. But unto us, or but to us living in these last days, God speaks to us openly in the language of a son, the appointed heir of everything. For through him, God created the panorama of all things at all times. The sun is the dazzling radiance of God's splendor. The exact expression of God's true nature. His mirror image. He holds the universe together and expands it by the mighty power of his spoken word. He accomplished for us the complete cleansing of Sins. Now you've got, listen. Oh, Benjamin, I ain't got some little devils hanging on me. Listen to me. He has accomplished the complete cleansing and the complete deliverance of our sin and from our sin. Anything hanging on in your life is hanging on because you're hanging on to it. Say, I had to clean out the church, Pastor Rusty. Gone down the road, that's all I can say. I can't lie to you. I love you more. I love you more than to lie to you. I said, I love you more than to lie to you. We can, I tell you, there's a thousand preachers out there that'll give you a thousand excuses. They wrote a million books and made a trillion dollars. <laughs> hey, I've seen it for 39 years. I've heard it, seen it, been there, done that, got the T-shirt and thought, man, it ain't worth wiping the dog off with. Because at the end of the day, you have to find out who you are, what you have, and what you can do in Christ Jesus. And you have to find out the concept of faith is what sets all this stuff afire in your life. It is a lifestyle you live when you begin to see the reality of what God imprinted on this earth through Jesus Christ in you. That Christ in you, the hope of glory. You become fearless. You begin to walk in faith. You begin to have joy. You begin to see, you be, listen, you begin to see value in the future instead of doomsday. You have the expectancy of God on the inside of you. You're led by the Holy Ghost. The voice of the Father resonates in your spirit, man. You feed on the Word of God. You live by the Spirit of God. Amen. And in the last days, God's throwing a safety net. He's throwing a rope out there to people. And there's a grace that's pulling people into the move of God. And there's a grace that'll release you from sin and unrighteousness and things maybe you've been playing with as a Christian. <laughs> Those weights and sins, little attitudes, things in your heart. You know, because I'm really hurting. And I've been hurt. And I may hurt tomorrow some more. 
<laughs> Amen. Well, just decide not to. Be healed in Jesus' name. I mean, as long as you want to be a victim, you have, listen, listen, you have an absolute army out there. And they will buff you and fluff you and powder you up, slick you down, <laughs> wind you up, unwind you. Amen. And they'll do it for an offering. Just give unto the Lord, you know. <laughs> Listen. Jesus said, my burden's easy. My yoke is light. But he said this. He said, come learn of me. And I, I'm telling church, in, in my 30-something short years, and then, you know, another 15 years, which I grew up in this sort of thing, there's every kind of crazy person, shyster, knucklehead. We can tell you some stories that you either got to laugh or cry. I mean, you got to either laugh or cry. Just goofy from every direction. But you know, God has kept us through the midst of it all by having one celestial point upon our moral navigation, and that's Jesus. He's our North Star. He's the, well, where are you going? How are you getting there? Amen. And in so doing, we end up now in these last days. And I tell you, we've witnessed the onslaught of the adversary against people, against their hearts, their minds, trying to, trying to just literally at the last days, as the Bible said, pull them into an apostasy. And it's happened. And you have, you have a traditional church and you have a massive social church upon the earth. I mean, you have a massive, massive social church. And social churches range from, from, from the sublime to the ridiculous. But then you have the true church. You say, what is the true church? Well, the true church is one that's not the, the, not the traditional and not the social. Amen. Who do what? Who do everything they can do to stick to the letter of the word of God as being the reality of Christ in their life. Thank God we've got the word. And then who depend upon the ability of the Holy Ghost to help us to rightly divide the Word of God so that we might impart truth and paint the picture or the portrait of Jesus upon your heart by the Word of God and the teaching of the Word of God so that the Holy Ghost might snap the x-ray on the inside of you and give you the revelation of what went on behind the scenes. See, that's exactly what Hebrews chapter 1 is. All of the Gospels is what? That's that beautiful portrait of Christ. Jesus, a humble carpenter from Nazareth, walked upon the water, healed the sick, raised the dead, cleansed the lepers, opened the blind eyes, walked on the water, fed the thousands. But he also died on the cross and rose from the dead. Because many men did miracles in times past, but nobody ever died and came back from the dead. Amen. Proving forth his what? his entrance into humanity, his victory for humanity, and his return to an exalted place in heaven. All on behalf of us. Which gives you no right to ever be self-loathing, self-self-self-loathing, 
or to think of yourself on any lower level than Christ himself thinks of you. Because all that is is a lie of the devil. Well, I've been this, I've been that, I've been, it doesn't matter. I like what, I heard a guy give his testimony years ago who had an incredible, incredible uh, 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 sin experience in his life before he got saved. And he said, man, when God saved him and cleansed him, he said he woke up to a whole brand new life. And one of the things he would comment was, people would ask him what he'd think about things. He said, for two years, I'd tell him, let me go to the Bible because this is my brain. This is the way I think, and I don't know everything it says right now. Amen? We're living in a day in which God is releasing a great grace. You don't realize what a great grace is on us right now. Keeping us. Think of the expectancy you have in your heart right now. I've answered prayer of what God will do for us next week, of, God, of what God will do for us tomorrow, of how he takes care of us, how, how the blessings of God are being arranged and set as we go down the path of righteousness and his provision is there as we continue moving forward. Wow. So many have left that path. So many have left that path. But thank God, listen, we're still totally 100% dependent upon Jesus, the Word of God, our gracious Heavenly Father in whom we cry, cry, Abba, Father, and the powerful Holy Ghost that abides on the inside and empowers us on the outside. Aren't you thankful? I said, aren't you thankful? Hallelujah. Well, give the Lord a shout. Now, as we close, as Brother Frank plays for just a moment, remember this. What God wanted to do in every man, he has done in Christ. Amen? What God wanted to do in every man, he did in Christ. Now, as we progress, I know we've got fall harvest next week, but then the next week after that, we'll, we'll pick up winding up the earth ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, its significance to redemption, how the authority and the victory that Jesus himself walked in is exactly what God has designed for you to walk in. An understanding that when the enemy sees you, when you walk in faith as you should, understanding who you are, what you have, what you can do, and your authority, when the enemy sees you, he does not see you, he sees Jesus. God's word in your mouth and in your heart sound the same as if God himself is speaking them if you speak them with the voice and the authority of faith. What solidifies that in you is not a belief of its ability, but its ability that convinces you of a new identity in which without any guilt or condemnation, you can handle these powers and walk in their ability. With no sense of punishment, condemnation, or guilt, because the blood of the Lamb has cleansed you from all sin and unrighteousness. And you are now qualified to walk in the things of God that bring rescue to the lost, healing to the sick, deliverance to the oppressed, hallelujah, joy to the depressed, and then make life worth living. I'll tell you, life's worth living as far as I'm concerned. Amen. We're going to live it out. Everybody say, live it out. Praise God. Stand on your feet. Praise the Lord. You glad you came to church tonight? Isn't God good? Lift your hands. Just, just get your eyes on Jesus for a moment. Just think of Jesus for a moment. Hallelujah.
Jesus, we worship you. Oh, when you walked on the earth for three and a half years, the devils would scream. But Father, you said that you anointed him, that he was your son. You were well pleased with him. You empowered him. His word was power. Now, Father, we have his word today. Lord, we remind you we are his offspring. We are your children, born of the seed of God. So we thank you tonight. You've given us the ability to handle your word, not in just proclamation, but also in demonstration. So we declare Psalms 91. No evil befalls us. No plague comes in our dwelling. Angels have charge over us. Father, we thank you as we travel on the highways, the airways, the seaways, or any other way of travel or transportation. We're kept. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Devil, you're defeated. You're defeated. Father, we thank you in the righteous labor of our hands. Lord, some work in education, others in medicine. We have contractors and builders. We have people that own shops. Father, we have students and teachers. We thank you, Lord, for a hedge of protection around us. Built by the word of Almighty God and lit a, lit a flame by the Holy Ghost in his power. So we thank you, Father, for victory this week. Lord, we thank you as we leave tonight that something is stirring on the inside of something of eternal value, something of eternal destiny. So we thank you, Father. As we leave tonight, we walk in faith and love towards you. You're so good, Lord. You're so good. We walk in love one toward another. Thank you for our church. Thank you for love. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for servitude. Thank you for brotherhood. Thank you for unity. Thank you for peace. Thank you, Lord, as we leave tonight as the ambassadors of Christ you've called us to be. Here at Island Church, we're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, anointed by the Holy God. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com.